something completely Christmassy. Welcome to Shout Out. Down your chimney and into your stocking. Hello and welcome to our last show of the year. This is the best you can do for script writing? <laughs> oh no it isn't! Oh yes it is! <laughs> and a very special one it is too! Our next panto is still in production so we're taking it back again to Cinderbella. Uh, I'm Andy Shilton and she's Steffi Barnett, I think. <laughs> for the next hour it's panto season right here on Shout Out. Hello, Anne and all. How are Hello. we? Did we have a good Christmas? Recovering, yes. Uh, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> I did, actually. I had lots of Christmases because uh, the family is spread Thin. thick and wide. And um, and how did your Viagra go down? Or should I say up? <laughs> wow. You believe that? Listen, you believe anything. I had, had to listen to that line again after At the show. my age as well. <laughs> I've never been so thrown live on air. <laughs> no, I'm sure you have. So, what, what I loved was um, uh, the comment before. Did, did you hear it? Um, uh, because it was you that said it when, when this time I said, I like this music. It makes me feel like an elf. And you, and you got the ears for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ears, not ears. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a Bristolian. You might have misheard me. Yeah. So, did you see the Doctor Who talking of them? Um, oh, I did. Yeah, blown away by the the graphics and and that. You can tell that Disney have now got a stake in yeah. the, in the BBC program. Yeah. So the budget suddenly gone up. So yeah. did you watch? Because they, they do a, a series after where you can see a lot of the making. I haven't of seen it. that. No. Yeah, um, I did. I saw that. Yeah. It was really good because like they, they sent a drone up above the um, church where they were filming mm. that they covered in snow, and it's like summer everywhere else all around it, and snow on this church. <laughs> it's very clever. It's isn't really it? weird, yeah. It was a very good programme. Yeah. And uh, I think they have until May, though. No, we have to wait till May. And who is the mysterious Mrs. Flood? Yes. Indeed. Yeah. There's yeah. lots of discussions on. I think Shooter's going to be a really good doctor. I He's think he's got he is. a yeah. lovely dynamic. Yeah. There was quite a it's few. He's got quite a following, you know. He has, but there was quite a few times, if you notice, very subtly. He did a David Tennant, so his movement or something David Tennant always said came in. I thought it was very clever. Yeah. I think that was on purpose then. I think so, yeah, yeah. to give the overlap for yeah. the two, because they are the same people, yeah. after all. Yeah. Just a different but It was supposed to come from um, Jodie Whittaker, He's, wasn't it? And that kind of just well, like. Well, Russell T seemed to sort of just cut her out I so David I, I heard that Disney wanted a full reset and he said no not a complete one and that's where we get yeah. what we had that's good because yeah. it's got such a rich history we don't want to reboot I mean no no no, no. Uh, D- Disney don't care about the BBC history just their own <laughs> well, that's, yeah, yeah I can imagine that yeah so, say no more but yeah so do you watch much else in the way on telly or did you too busy eating so because there was so much on over Christmas there was, was a good, there was a good ghost story for Christmas on Christmas Eve by Mark Gatiss of course he's a gay writer oh and the last ghosts um, did you see the season series ghosts oh that was going out as yes. well wasn't it that comedy programme yeah, yeah. Love, lovely ending to that I yeah so uh, I won't I won't spoil it in case because you can still watch it on um, iPad. Of course and you like, can. Yeah, you? yeah. No, but yeah, that that finished with a, a a lovely ending that could potentially bring a tear to your eye if you're a big fan. So, That's what we like a little bit of sentimentality yeah. at Christmas. So anyway, last show of the year. Um, we're sorry, our, our, our panto for this year is still in production. 
Um, so, so we got you the, the, the lovely wonder that was our acting from last year to come. <laughs> Again. I don't think we got any better this year, did we? We just found more sound effects of the like for, for the new one. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I think it's it went a little bit better than last year. Yeah, I think I took last year's as maybe a practice yeah. for a lack of acting skills, <laughs> and sort of we've come up a few points. We're, we're just a bit dodgy now, rather than really dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we get at one? Go on then. Um, this is the lovely Cinderella. Bristol at Christmas, dear listeners, is a season of joy, merriment, and peace to all men and women, and boys and girls, and all those wonderful variations thereof. Let me paint you a picture of seasonal bliss. As the snow drifts majestically into the cove at St Mary Redcliffe and our cast of our humble pantomime drifts listlessly into the studio from the bar of the spotted reindeer, it's time once again to take you on a magical flight of fancy where carol singers praise the Lord in angelic song. Andy, I thought I told you she's not called carol singers anymore. Her third divorce came through last month. I think she's going by her maiden name now. Carrie Cott. Oh, look, do, you, do you mind? I'm trying to paint a picture here of like festive cheer. Anyway, where was I? We just left the bar of the Spotted Reindeer, which we all know is the Sugarloaf Mountain pub Rio Degenerate. No, I think you'll find it's pronounced Rio de Janeiro, but never mind. You clearly haven't been there on a Friday night. Nevertheless, listeners, Bristol at Yuletide, a season of festive cheer and goodwill to all. Cheeky choir boys sing angelic praise to the great almighty on College Green whilst the footlights light up their feet. Yeah, and the spotlights light up their spots. We take you to a house of Baron Hardon, where excitement runs unchecked throughout the home. Are you sure that isn't excrement runs unchecked? Excrement? What makes you think it's excrement? I've read the script, Andy. All right, all right, all right. As excitement runs through the home, his daughters prepare for a society occasion of regal splendour as the prince is holding one of his balls. He is famous for his magnificent balls, he is. Although from what I've heard, he usually gets Dandini to hold them for him. Will you please stop interrupting? Honestly, listeners, they've got the devil in them tonight. Look, too much Christmas spirit, I fancy. Yeah, stop picking on me. What about Steph? She's been at the eggnog all night. I do like a bit of nog of an evening. It's true. <laughs> a bit. <laughs> she nogged so much, all her eggs are scrambled. Oh, honestly, look, you not give me strength. Back at the home of Baron Hardon, an important visitor arrives to make an equally important announcement. Blimey, you do take security seriously around here. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Dandini, escort to the prince himself, I am, and I have a decree. Get over yourself, love. I've got CSE woodwork, but I don't go on about it. No, not a degree, you great hairy knit, a decree. Who are you anyway, my good man? Well, my real name is Buttons, but I've been working on my image recently with that Gok Wan bloke, so I've decided to rebrand and call myself Velcro. Hmm, I'm not sure that'll stick. Tell me. Are there any ladies in this here abode? Why, there are three. Lady Cliftonia, Dame Redcliffina, and poor young Cinderella. I've got a soft spot for Cinders. I think about her all the time. Do you? And what happens when you think about her? I'll put it this way. The soft spot doesn't say stuffed for very long. Oh, I can't be doing with all this. Looky here. 
I've got a proclamation to convey to all the ladies in the land. I thought you had a, a decree. Make your mind up. It's the same thing, you twit. Look, basically, the prince is knocking on a bit, and the royal palace has decided it's about time he got himself hitched up. So he's throwing a big ball up at the palace tonight with a view to meeting a potential suitor. Mm, only a potential one? He's very picky. Here, let me bung you a couple of invites. Give them to the ladies and order them to rock up at the palace tonight in all their finery. Good grief. Right, I'm off. I don't know if they flee so far. Oh, hang on. I think I get it. Here comes Lady Cliftonia now. Buttons, dear. Who was that that was knocking on our very door? It was the Princess Valet, Dandini. Apparently the prince is looking for a suitor. A suitor what? Don't know, but he says old Princey is looking to wed the fairest damsel in the land. So I think he's a bit naive coming here. Naive, you say? Why, Buttons, how green was his valet? There will now be a two-minute silence for that last joke. Cliftonia, dear, have you heard? The prince is seeking a potential bride. Oh, happy day. Yes, I know, Redcliffe, you know, Buttons just told me, but how did you know? I was standing next to you the whole time. It's radio, dear. The listeners wouldn't know that. You're breaking the fourth wall. Fourth wall? The only thing we're likely to break round here, dear, is wind. No, dear, it's time we prepared for this evening's extravaganza. We must look our best. Luckily, we've just had those designer dresses delivered that you acquired from that exclusive retailer. What do you mean, the ones I got cheap in St Nick's Market? Are they labels? We must have labels. Well, it is a recognised pairing. Crooks and Castle, Franklin and Marshall, Mitchell and Ness, Tony and Guy. No, wait, surely. Dolce and Gabbana. No, Benson and Hedges. Mm. But the accessories are by all what's his name? Louis... Vuitton? No, dear, Walsh. I don't think this is going to work, dear. Maybe we should dress up as someone famous. That would surely catch the prince's eye. Well, who would you suggest? I think we still have those outfits we created for the gangster-themed fancy dress party we went to. Are you seriously suggesting we went ball-dressed as Ronnie and Reggie Cray? Well... Why not, dear? In fact, we'd be the talk of the town. Why is that? Because we'd be the craze that's sweeping high society. (laughs) And whilst we give our listeners time to reflect and recover from that last joke, we draw a tiny veil on Act One, so we'll play a song and let their ugly sisters get the party started. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of share there. That's um, DJ Player Christmas Song. Mm. Nicely auto tuned. Nicely auto tuned. So. Keeping it gay friendly. Why is it gay friendly? Share. Oh, right. Share. And it's a very disco beat as well, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. dead certain. I've got Sam Ryder's new one as well later on. 
No. Number two in the charts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was really difficult to get, actually, because it's Amazon exclusive. So I had to actually buy it as a um, MP3 from Amazon. Couldn't get it on iTunes. Really? Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So it made it to number two, and the only place you could buy it was Amazon, from what Why I Why would the record company do that? I don't know. Well, I mean, Amazon... I mean, most people listen to things on streaming. Yeah, but I of know. Of course, but we have to buy them for the radio. Yeah, but you. But Amazon, thought... I think, paid and sponsored the track type thing. Uh, you know, they, they did all the production right. and the like. Hence, it being an Amazon exclusive. Oh, so, gosh. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was very. Christmas. Are we, are very we enjoying this so far? Because Act Two's coming. Oh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh wow! Yes. <laughs> Can you do your Lady Cliftonia? Lady Cliftonia. I'm just going to wait outside in the green room while Part Two plays. <laughs> well, here it comes. <laughs> Hello again, listeners. We rejoin our little Christmas story back at Baron Hardon's dwellings, where we find Cinderella alone and dejected in the kitchen, having a good old scrub. About bleeding time. You got round to me at last, did you? Have you noticed the name of this panto, matey? Yeah, right. It's Cinderella. Cinderruddy Bella. And it's taken to let two for me to get a line. You wait. I'm going to have a word with the writer about this. I'm not being properly serviced by him. It's a disgrace. I'm a professional, you know. Forget all this am dram nonsense. I'm the talent in this panto and you know it. I've treaded the boards all over. I have. And let me tell you, I'm used to handling big parts. Mm -hmm. You should see the size of some of the parts I've handled. Plenty to get my lips around. I should go, go. Well then, would you mind awfully getting on with the story? It cheek, would I mind getting on with this awful story? Why I order, just make sure I'm serviced properly for the rest of the act. Look, I promise I'll, I'll do my best. So, anyway, now where were we? We start Act Two with poor Cinderella, all alone as she sits amongst the cinders, a rosy glow on her cheeks. I'm renowned for my hot body, but it's the only way to keep warm round here. Oh, woe is all alone in the kitchen whilst my selfish sisters suit potential partners. Although, let's be honest, there ain't many folk they'd suit. If only I could go to the ball. Woe, woe and thrice woe, who will out me in my hour of need? Fear not, dear Cinders, fear not, for I am here to make your dearest wish come true. What, the one with Vigis Alba in a pot of butternut scotch ice cream? No, dear, it's a family show. Pity, but who the heck are you? I am your fairy oddmother. Fairy oddmother? I think that's a typing error on the script. There should be a G added to that last line. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> oh, forgive me. Do you mind if we try that again? Who the heck are you? Gee, I'm your fairy oddmother. <laughs> you seem very laid back for a fairy. Truth is, I'm a fairly oddmother. Anyway... Shall we get a wiggle on? You want to go to the ball, and if I wave my magic wand, amazing things are going to happen. They always do when I wave it around a bit. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But how can I go to the ball? I've only got these rags and some flip-flops that I stand in. Well, I'll be honest. It's not the best I've ever had to work with, but I'm sure we can manage something. First, take me to your vegetable racks. Hmm. What we got here... Ooh, that pumpkin has seen better days. Ask Laugh Diver from Halloween, I'll never know what to do with it. 
Oh, and those cooking apples. Oh, they're on the turn. They're left over from Harvest Festival. I never know what to do with them. And what about these long, firm cucumbers? Now, that's a different story. I usually just... Uh, the next line has been deleted by our lawyers. <laughs> OK, so... Shim, sham, shom, alakazoo. And look, you now have a magnificent coach. All you need is a coachman. Tell me, dear, do you have any pets? No, but there is a squirrel that I've adopted in the garden. He's my secret friend. That's not what I've heard, dear. Why? What have you heard? Just that all the local boys have seen your little tufty. <laughs> anyway... There he is. So, piff, puff, puff, blibbity, bobbity, bonk. And there you have it. An actual coachman. Not perfect, still quite squirrely, but I'm sure he'll pass muster. As long as he stops playing with his nuts. But I still need something to wear. OK. One last spell. <clears throat> Bing, bang, bonk, abaral, kadabara. <laughs> That'll have to do. A crop top and a leopard skin tutu? Seriously, I look across between pet butcher and scary spice. And look, you've turned me flip-flops into glass. What's that all about? No idea. But we could market them as a new high street fashion craze. You think? What'll I call them? Clip-clops. <laughs> now, be off with you. You mustn't dilly-dally, for the spell will run out at exactly 12am tonight. It's ten past nine now, that's a bit tight. <laughs> that's why they call it Greenwich Mean Time. And with that, Cinderella did go to the ball after all, and a grand affair it was too. My lords, ladies and gentlemen, may I present the distinguished Lord and Lady Cart and their son, Orson. The Dutch Archduke Van Rentel and his son Hertz. The rather dubious Japanese priest Cardinal Sin. And the notorious French philosopher on reflection. Oh, and this trollop here is Cinderella. <laughs> Dearie me, this place is a carbuncle. Tell me, who is that magnificent creature, Dandini? Your Majesty, she's a last minute arrival who calls herself Cinderella. She appears to be one of the most graceful and coveted dancers at the ball tonight. Would you like the pleasure, sir? Uh, no, I think I'll just have a dance with her for the time being. Uh, please, introduce me uh, at once. Certainly, sir. Cinderella, may I offer you the hand of the prince? Why, what's wrong with the rest of him? Enchanted. Uh, you are such a wag. It's so nice to meet someone new at these functions, what, what. I didn't say anything. So, what's it like being a prince? Oh, it's okay, I suppose. Uh, but the, the truth is my heart isn't in it. I'd rather retire and bake posh biscuits. Uh, one day I'll give this all up and become a true artist in the kitchen. Then you'll be the artist formerly known as Prince. Uh, well, I, I do have many titles. I'm the heir apparent. There's not too many of us left, which is why I must wed. You mean? Uh, yes, we have a receding airline. I am also the Duchy of Cornwall, you know. Uh, are you enjoying this dance, my dear? I am, but Dandini told me that I should never go to your right whilst we're dancing as it's considered bad form. Why is that? Uh, 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 protocol, my dear. You should always pass the Duchy from the left-hand side. And with that truly appalling gag, we really ought to let the listeners recover with some appropriate music, and I guess musical youth would seem rather fitting at this juncture. <laughs> 
shout out. LGBT Radio for you. <laughs> the Shout Out Podcast. A lovely Sam Ryder. Your Christmas to me. Do you like that one? That's very nice. So I, was saying, it, 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 I don't know if it's because it's new, but it hasn't got that feel of a classic. Mm. Yeah. It's difficult to know, isn't yeah. it? You're saying off mic, what's going to be played in 30 years' time and people are still going to be talking about it as a classic Christmas record. I imagine that, stuff. You're talking about this in 30 years' time. <laughs> Me? I'll be lucky. <laughs> I'll be so tipping the scales into another century. <laughs> so, but yeah, do you like it? It's all right, but I'm with Terry and I really don't think that's going to be a Christmas classic. Mm. You know, not like some of the 50s, 60s and 70s tracks have become. Yeah. But great news, Wham made it number one. Yeah, I'd First after 39 years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, that's great. Anyway, would you mind give us some, some news headlines? Why not? Some, some, I think I'll say that right. Some news headlines. There we go. Is shout out news. Welcome along. The Campaign for Equal Marriage in the Church of England reports that major steps were taken in mid-December. They say on Tuesday the 12th of December, the House of Bishops met to commend the prayers of love and faith for use starting the 17th. The only exception is the special standalone services for same-sex couples, which are not yet authorised. But we encourage as many churches as possible to make use of the prayers of love and faith in their pastoral ministry. Of those groups that oppose marriage equality within the church, they say, we are also saddened that some in the church are opposed to the new liturgies. Opposing Christians offering prayer rooted in love is not something that church groups should be doing. There are generous provisions, they say, and safeguards for those who feel unable able to use these prayers clergy have to opt into using them and the bishops have been quite clear that no one will be compelled to use them the church has made space they say in the past on significant differences such as the ordination of women or the remarriage of divorcees within the church and there is no reason why similar generosity in the common life of the church of england cannot be found over prayers for loving same-sex couples Bro Radio, a community radio station for the Vale of Glamorgan and Penarth, reports that the First Minister for Wales, Mark Drakeford, is to stand down during March 2024, resigning his post ahead of elections to the Senate. Mr Drakeford led the ruling Labour Party group within the Senate. His successor as First Minister will be announced by the Easter recess. Praise for Mr Drakeford's management of Wales during his five-year tenure as First Minister came from across the political spectrum. Shadow Secretary of State for Wales, Joe Stevens, said that Mr Drakeford had epitomised public service and public duty throughout his time as the First Minister. His remarkable stewardship of Wales through the horror of the pandemic being the most obvious example, she remarked. Mr Drakeford had been a firm ally of the LGBTQIA plus communities, standing up to bullies from the anti-transgender movement and championing a diverse and modern Wales. 
Queer news magazine Them.Us meets with writer and activist veteran Sarah Schulman, who discusses intersectional feminism, the radical legacy of the group ACT UP, and what LGBTQIA plus politics can show today's movements for social justice. In conversation with Sally Tamakin, we learn that Schulman has been an activist as well as a historian and observer of activist movements for four decades. Her celebrated 2021 book, Let the Record Show, is a comprehensive and insider account of the work of ACT UP New York, one of the most important direct action groups in the history of the United States. And for more than a decade, she's also been an outspoken critic of Israel's occupation of Palestine. A 2011 op-ed she wrote for the New York Times introduced the term pinkwashing, which is the idea that Israel distracts from its ongoing violation of Palestinian human rights by projecting an image of tolerance and acceptance of LGBTQ plus people, she says. Mr Schulman also says, now openly gay and trans people are in the leadership of every progressive movement and the radical queer movement lives inside the progressive movement, which is where it belongs, she concluded. And finally, there have always been strong links between the LGBTQIA plus scenes and countercultural movements such as punk and goth. Now, a much-loved gothic radio station, which transmits on Friday nights on the Mixcloud platform, has some fundraising T-shirts available which boast pride colours and which also urge respect for people's chosen pronouns. Catnip Radio plays gothic rock music of various types each week and has a highly interactive audience that requests songs through the Mixcloud platform on which they operate. The logo of the station, rendered in pride colours, costs £35, whereas a hoodie advocating respect for pronouns is 60 quid. To find out more about the station and the work of its presenters, please visit our website for a link to their link tree. And that concludes the news for this year. But do remember that you can always hear other items of LGBTQIA plus news and information throughout the week by visiting our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, I've been Terry Starr. Shoutout News. National and international LGBT news for you. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. <laughs> the Shout Out Podcast. We rejoin our U Time tale the morning after the Great Ball. Once again, Cinder sits alone in a kitchen, and once again, she's scrubbing away dejectedly. I appear to be doing quite a lot of scrubbing in this play. Yeah, well, alas, the, you know, perils are being typecast. But, Ark, look, you're not alone. For long, I believe, comes Buttons. Buttons? Buttons! Oh, sorry, my lady. I must do something about that. Maybe get a zip fastener. I should hope so, too. Now, tell me, what did my selfish sisters get back from their obnobbing last night? Although, knowing them, there wasn't much obbing going on. Oh, I do believe it was the early hours of the morning. Apparently, there was some scandalous scandal at the ball around midnight. Ooh, scandalous or sandalous? Stop jumping at the plot. About the only thing round here I do get to jump. Anyway, the girls can impart their usual gossip to you themselves. For here, now they approach. In part? No, love, I said in part. But truth is, they never did have a reliable grasp of reality. 
Oh, Buttons, my good man, get me a black coffee and put some old salsa in my Cocoa Pops. I've got one of my heads on. One of them? Honestly, if you had a choice, why pick that one? Go on with you right away. I do wish you'd pull your finger out. Sorry, ma'am, but I do hate a persistent bogey. Oh, and you, Dame Redcliffina, what may I get you? I'll just have my usual. A mug of stew tea and a woodbine. Girls, tell me, ah, was the ball? Scandalous, it were. Proper scandalous. They were all waiting to be presented to the big knobs. Patient and all ladylike. And then about five minutes before we were in line to dance with the prince himself. This floozy dressed like Jungle Jane waltzes in and there after she had him in the palm of her hand all night. My dear, I'm surprised you noticed. From where I was standing, you appeared to be rather busy flirting with her coachman. Oh, he was a strange one, all right. Great hairy yob, he was too. I thought we were rubbing along quite nicely when the minute the great clock chimed midnight, he suddenly scrambles up the nearest tree, clutching a jar of sugared almonds in his mitts. <laughs> what a palaver. Weird. That was when his mistress did a runner too. I heard that she had completely satisfied 11 male escorts in the great dance, but on the stroke of 12, she was gone. Fancy poor 12 only getting a stroke. Who was he? Hmm, Lord Sugarpuff. Little wonder. Not the most comely gent in the land. He's the reason that Jean Paul needs a lifeguard. Quite. I heard he'd recently sent his photo to a lonely heart club, and they sent it back, saying they weren't that lonely. Blimey! Who could that be knocking me up this time of the morning? Do you want me to provide a list? That's quite enough out of you, my girl. Honestly, you're like a comprehensive school during the summer holidays. What do you mean? No, no class. class! Ladies, please, stop squabbling for it's Standini. He's been sent on a quest to visit every house in the land until he discovers the identity of the mysterious lady at the ball last night. Ooh, quick, show him in right away. Sorry to interrupt your morning ablutions, ladies, but I've been given a very important task to perform by the prince himself. You see, the prince has fallen hopelessly in love with that um, striking young lady at the ball last night. She departed rather quickly, but in her haste to leave, she left behind a glass shoe. Whoever this shoe fits will be wed at once to his majesty. Tell me... Does it have to be an exact fit? It certainly does. Well, if it was an exact fit, it wouldn't have fallen off in the first place, now would it? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll gloss over that small fact, the same as every other pantomime has done for the last uh, few hundred years. Oh, shut your gob and give us the shoe. Is it that exquisite kitten-heeled glass slipper with the silk bow and the tafta laces? No, that's the prince's own shoe. I, uh, I tell you, he really isn't the marrying type. Well, what shoe is it then? You're not really suggesting that it's that lucky horseshoe hanging around your neck? No, I am not. Honestly, do you think a royal prince with breeding would seriously consider wanting to wed an old nag? Uh, the next line in this panto has been bound by Camilla Parker Bowles' lawyer. Buttons, here, pass this glass flip rock around the girls. Lady Cliftonia, you go first. <laughs> Blimey, it's a bit small. Mm, there, 
Does that constitute a fit? You're supposed to put your old foot in it, not just the big toe. Here, let me try instead. I'll just slip my delicate foot out from my own shoe. She's got feet like an hobbit. Oh dear. Mm -hmm. It really isn't going to work. I suppose it could be that my little foot has swollen up after all that dancing last night. Listen, lovey, that would be some impressive swelling. And believe me, I'm an expert on these matters. You wouldn't believe some of the impressive swellings I've seen. Shame. It would have been nice for the Hardon family if one of us were married into royalty. Uh, there is, I believe, one more person we can try before I continue my quest. Well, I doubt if the shoe will fit me, but... Go! Raviak, it fits perfectly! He's right. It does. Then it seems, Buttons, you must be the prince's bride-to-be. And so it came to pass that Buttons and the Prince were married that same night and lived happily ever after. Hold your horses, mate. I'm not having that. That's not how the story ends. He's supposed to marry me, not him. I haven't even had the chance to try on the shoe. It's a disgrace, this panto is a disgrace. I'm going to get straight on the phone to me agent and get restitution. I demand to be restituted. Um... It is worth pointing out you don't actually have an agent. Well, I'll hire one. I'm not taking this line down, you know. Yeah, well, that'll be a first. Oh, everyone knows that it should be me that lives happily ever after. I'm the star of this two-bit panto. Oh, it makes me blood boil. I've never been properly understood. Look at all that palaver I caused when I innocently suggested that crematorium should give discounts to burn victims. I'm not going to be underserviced. Cinders, can you do me a favour? Can you please make, like, another Disney princess? Oh, Elsa from Frozen? Oh, how do you mean? Let it go! <laughs> Not ruddy lightly. I've lost any real chance I had to become queen. I always wanted to be a great big queen, I did. <laughs> You're in good company there then, aren't you? Uh, and with that, we leave our little panto for another year, just in time for last orders at the Sugarloaf Mountain Pub. Or is it the last rise? Here, get us one, will you? Um, mine's a small, sweet Nancy's Ruin. What'll Steph have? Oh, the usual. A black sailor. With the top off. <laughs> um, mind those glass flip-flops, by the way, whilst I get around. Uh, you don't want Steph getting hold of that left shoe. She'll be around the old bar again. Um, anyway, uh, make way. Narrator coming through. Cheers, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. <laughs> the Shout Out Podcast. Well, there you go. It's a lovely Slade <laughs> version great. there of uh, Old Lazy Iron Cross with uh, You'll Never Walk Alone. So. Is that how you anthems, yeah. Almost the end of 2023. Yeah. So, so me and Terry will be with you New Year's Eve on BCFM Radio. BCFM. Five hour onslaught into your ears. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can New tune in around the world at bcfmradio.com as well as here in yeah. Bristol on 93.2 and DAB. Of course, this programme also goes out on New Year's Day on Radio Ujima in Bristol. It does. On 98FM. So hello to everyone is, listening on New Year's Day. If you think our acting is really good and you enjoyed the panto, yes. you can get it on all good podcasts as well. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so New Year. Pushing it, Andy. Pushing it. Back listening to that. It's quite. That's not bad, actually. I think it was really, really well written by Martin Spilacy yes. for us, especially. Yeah. Talking of and, writing, uh, yeah, we were chatting about Doctor Who, weren't we? And and Shooty and um, the, the Christmas Day special, mm. which yeah. was absolutely brilliant. But I've been sent a photograph of the woman who was walking away after leaving her baby mm, yes. at the church. And if you look at the boots that that hooded character is wearing, it's the same as Jodie Whittaker wore throughout the whole series of her tenure as the Doctor. Yes. Mm. Oh. But why would she be dropping off a baby? Yes. Indeed. Um, Very interesting. It, 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 could also, it could be one of those that is there for those that spotted it. You never find out. Because they do do that sometimes. Well, Russell do. Do. He he to do things like that, doesn't he? Yeah, he's very clever. Yeah. So, but yeah, have to wait till May for the next one, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's yeah, a bit. A bit like, I thought there'd have been a New Year special as well, yeah, but there isn't. Yeah, they'll come round though. May will be here soon enough. Yeah, they're not soon working enough. hard enough. 